Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 217. And we kick things off by talking about roller skating. I know, I know. You're tired of hearing about it, but I'm not tired of talking about it. And then we talk about artwork, some of the things that Ricks and I have collected over the years. And then I'm preparing for my trip back to the East Coast. What awaits me there? You'll have to listen and find out. And then finally, Mouse in the House. Oh, yes. The stresses and anxieties of dealing with those little creatures and what's the best way to dispose of them. Victor and I discuss. So with that being said, episode number 217 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So last night was really fun. Oh, so for starters... This might be a shock. I don't think I skated for like three or four days, probably three days leading up to this yesterday. But uh, I went to this hockey rink in uh, North Hollywood, private rink. So every every week on Saturdays, they have $15 entry and you can skate from seven to nine. And most rinks will have a similar price point, like 15 to $18 for entry. But it also depends because sometimes it'll only be like... It's usually three or four hours. So to have a seven to nine time block is pretty short, but it's very close to where I live. It's convenient. People show up. It's a good time, right? As opposed to having to drive out to the beach or Mar Vista somewhere farther away, farther away. So it's super close. But anyway, yesterday they had a uh, double feature, as they said in their flyer. So they were, they opened at four. I didn't get there till like six, but it was nice because it was open a little earlier, but what's cool is that, one, you see people you know, there's a DJ, but also because it's the evening, very quickly it gets a lot cooler outside. And so it's just a nice different vibe because usually I'm roller skating during the day. It's been a while since I've roller skated at night. And when it's nighttime, you don't skate for that often. You can't skate that often before you just call it a night unless you have plenty of lights. But it was a disco theme. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but it wasn't like super heavy disco theme. Some people were just wearing regular clothes. I could feel the difference of the surface between Venice and this rink, which they're both flat and they're both super smooth. But this rink, for some reason, it's blue. It's so weird how you can feel the subtle differences that you normally wouldn't feel if you're like beginner or you're just standing there. Do you learn any new moves or anything like that over time? Do you practice new techniques and styles and things like that? that you like the, is, is yes. it, is yes. it one of, to one of all the, of that? <laughs> do you, do you show, do you show off? Do you, or do you practice alone or just uh, a train in public and then eventually be, become good enough where you go to a more hope high profile place and, do your thing. Well, when I was going uh, to Mar, when I decided to go to Mar Vista, I was like, I first need to hold my own. I just practiced by myself at a park, mm. going forward and backwards, and just getting really comfortable. And uh, then, I mean, I just practice in public too. I mean, because sometimes you can go around the rink, you go around in the circle, but sometimes people will show off and do their thing or have a routine, but sometimes you just stand there and just practicing one thing over and over. I was practicing spinning on my toes over and over. But everyone's always doing their own thing or whatever. It's not like everyone's always on. Right. Do uh, do crowds sometimes form? At Venice. Okay. Because there's tourists there. 
but oh. not at Mar Vista or this other place or other spots. Interesting. Yeah. What's the but, what's the craziest thing that you've seen somebody do on rollerblades? Dude, I'll send you the video. This dude named Darian, who's like the most talented skater I've ever seen. One of them. I'll send you the video. I can't even describe what he what he does. Does, it, does he does he do like a backflip or something like no, that? No, but I've seen videos of people do that. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. There's definitely say. some crazy, crazy stuff that you is see. That, is that the apex where you wanna you wanna be able to like do a backflip on roller roller skates? I mean, I just like having fun. I have no uh, desire to like try and do go off a jump and do a back backflip. You know, <laughs> okay. I just like having fun with it. Really, Com- competitive rollerblading. But, yeah, but uh, roller skating. Roller <laughs> Sorry, dude whenever so people say roller blades every in the mind of people who are on like the quad skates it's just it it's it grabs our attention right right away we're just like what are you talking about how many times do i have to say roller skates but technically roller skates are you have the inline skates which are what you're talking about and you have the quad skates which but then you have the roller blades which are uh it's like Kleenex or Xerox. It's a brand name, right? Roller blade. Oh, but I think of okay. I th- because technically they're inline skates. I see. Okay. So technically they are roller skates. They're just inline skates as opposed to quad skates. But I always say roller skates for quad, and I always say roller blades for uh, inline. Okay. Kind of confusing, but some of them but, they have yeah. three wheels. Some of them are three wheels, and you can tell they are the equivalent of like ice skates, but for concrete, because they look like an they're just like an ice skating boot, and they have three wheels on them. Yeah, but what's new with you? Sorry, I always sometimes I feel like I'm always talking about roller skating, and I'm already already talking about roller skating while I'm roller skating with people who roller skate. So <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm a broken record just talking about the same thing. You're just addicted. It's all good. Yeah, man. Uh, so I am getting ready to head back to Jersey. Time is time is slowly creeping towards that day. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been a nice little, well, bit of a bit of a break being back here. Uh, it's gone back to just me de- doing all the virtual stuff. So um, as opposed to going with Joe to all these weddings and other various functions go 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 i know i know so so i do i do feel like i'm recharged in in that regard ready ready for uh what's most likely going to be a pretty intense next couple of months so so what was your day like what's your day like with joe what time do you wake up what time do you start working or do you start talking to him about stuff and then when do you finally end what's the longest day you've ever had like typically it you know i'll wake up seven or eight o'clock have my coffee and stuff like that uh normally oh, don't wow i was thinking in my head that you were waking up at like five and then because he's ready to go by seven a.m normally but normally the the functions and stuff that we have don't start until in the evening so the the day normally runs from 10 o'clock to about 8 p.m 
Um, but he comes off as the guy as if sleep was not required of human beings, well, he would just work around the clock. And he does. Well, he does. I mean, he he's up at like or fall five, asleep five, working. Five in the morning. Uh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Doing, so he's but, probably okay. So he's already doing his own thing. But then you guys meet after a few hours. Right. He's normally he's normally spends about a good three or four hours either in meetings uh, with individual couples and stuff like that, or responding to emails. And then December fifth, we have. Our first ever church concert, which uh, time's ticking on that to try and get everything organized because it's going to be at the big church that we celebrate in it in Union City. And so Zach, Zachary, and I are in charge of like doing PR and getting getting all the information <laughs> kind of together for this. So, dude, I was thinking about his kids randomly earlier today or yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Child liberation theology. Just causing havoc. I was just thinking about it. I was like, I cannot believe, you know, he's doing, you guys are having this sacred moment. And they're running around, jumping on him, and he's doing these, sacri- these sacred positions and whatnot. And Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Joe, Joe has made it very evident. I don't know if I had mentioned this that no, no more, no kids during the podcast when Joe's on. For me, I'm kind of I find it a little bit distracting because I'm somebody who, if say somebody walked into there's kids on the podcast, not on the podcast, but running into the screen of the podcast, and then then Zachary takes care of them. Uh, And so we had a situation. Uh, not a situation, but an occurrence uh, two weeks ago where we're recording and his kid wants a snack or something like that. So in the middle of a live stream, he's picking up his laptop and walking to the kitchen to get his kid some food. And I mean, there's like five minutes left in the podcast, but you know, it has to be done right then, right there. No, no waiting for these kids. And I, it's just, it's fine. It's a little distracting, a little un- in my mind it's just a little bit that's unprofessional. Dumb. Um and but that's not I guess that's not really what his mindset or priority is whereas me it's all about the optics and I'm just thinking some random person who comes across the stream it's like what is going on right now? Like <laughs> are they talking to us or are they more focused on the kids? I know. <laughs> And that's that's my I, thing too. Is that it's 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 about it's not about you when you're in a ministerial function. You gotta set aside your personal like that's the that's the whole sacrifice of being a pastor. You gotta sacrifice a little bit of that space that you normally inhabit, and you know, be able to reach other people. Sorry, you were gonna say. I was gonna say that you need to keep in mind the, I guess you could say the energy you're bringing, or just like for the same reason that. If I'm doing a Zoom meeting with someone, I don't want to see your fucking, you know, clothes on your on your bed <laughs> behind you all over the place. Yes. Like, you yes. know, or, yeah, kids chasing each other in the background or someone just randomly walking behind the screen, especially if it's an informal thing, then whatever. But when it's this formal setting, like, what what is going on? What is happening? Exactly. I'm – and I'm somebody who is so – hard on optics. I mean, I'm always interested in coming up with the best kind of working, working in the best angle that I possibly can. I mean, this angle that I have right now specifically set up, I've got all my religious paraphernalia, some books and stuff like that, but it's stuff that 
just it it looks visually oh it's not visually distracting you're just like oh okay it's a shelf full of stuff that represents who rix is right now cool but some people like uh like with zach doesn't really know where to do it so sometimes he's in the kitchen so he's got all the cabinets behind him and a sink and stuff like that Mm. it's like you know it's not i don't think it's a big deal just in the big picture it's just one of one of my little pet peeves that i per it's a it's it's a me issue kind of thing bro let me tell you about a me issue and i'm sure people can relate some people probably like it i definitely don't i've mentioned this type of stuff before but i'm at trader joe's the other day and i'm checking out and typical like and it's it's i can't get mad at this it's just one of those things where it's like why do i have to experience this i don't have any desire to experience this moment right now where the cashier you know small talk with the cashier and great great kid very friendly guy but it's like dude i i don't think you want to do this either where Oh, have you had this before? Oh, this is great. Everyone here loves it. Oh, yeah, these are on sale. Oh, these are real true. It's just like, I I just think I can't wait to just hire someone else to do my groceries for me because <laughs> I don't ever want to do this shit. Is it, <laughs> like, is it? It wasn't even that bad of an experience at the grocery store, but it just it was just the need to fill silent space. And granted, he's in a different headspace than I am right now. You know, hello, how are you? I've definitely been in that mood where I'm at the register and I'm in a talkative mood, right? I'm having a great day. And it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you kind of have to, you know, have the right attitude. But also I wasn't expecting him to be continue talking and talking. Sometimes people can read you and they just kind of make one or two comments. But it was like, I felt like I was always having to answer his questions. And I was like, dude, I just, and then there's the awkward moment where, there's the, the, you know, I guess you can see the, say the retail engineer brain where after having worked in this, I know the best ways to make things super efficient. And then there's the awkward part at the end where it's all rung up. I've already paid. And because the way they do things there, I'm just waiting for him to keep bagging and bagging. Oh, Dude, the yeah. way that they bag is so, it's so antiquated. It's so just like. What is this? You've been to Aldi, right? Yeah. You've been there or you know what it – like the way how it just goes straight back into the cart and then you ba- spend the time bagging it, the customer, that makes the line go so fast. But then also I I heard or I don't know if Amazon is working on this thing where you're in the store and you just put stuff in your cart and then you just walk out and it automatically calculates what's in your cart and then like takes money out of your account or something. Like Anyway, that was just something I had to vent about because – you know, what's a podcast without a little bitching every now and then about everyday stuff that everyone has to deal with? So, okay. Now, do you did you know this kid, by the way? Like, have you seen no, him? Okay. Oh, just a, no. just a random cashier. Because, um, yeah. I mean, like, at the Walgreens right up uh, by my parents' house, uh, I, I actually recognize the faces of some of them. And so I've, I've had small talk before. And so if there's somebody who I've, I've chatted with in the past... Uh, I'll normally have just a very brief conversation. Hey, how's life going? All that sort of thing. I'm always very pastoral in stores when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, like cashiers or, or other people. Like, I recognize the value of you as a human being. And so it seems like people really appreciate that. Dude, I was in CVS the other day and I was talking to the cashier. Just a little bit of small talk. I became the very person that I hated because I realized there's a line of people behind me. And this woman too, like for me, 
for me, when I'm doing stuff, I'm doing stuff while I'm talking, right? And she's like has the money and she's holding it while she's talking to me and then she's kind of putting it and it's like, okay, let's get this transaction sped up. But I was like, shit, because I'm talking to her. And then I see there's like a couple of people behind me. And if I was them, I'd be like, hurry the fuck up, guys. Like, come on. But as the cashier, you can see if there's a line forming. What are you doing just holding the money, casually talking as there's people coming up behind me? Like, speed up the conversation or do something so I know there's also people. Because I'm just talking just to talk for a couple of minutes. Like, if you stand there holding the money, taking your sweet time, I'm not trying to have this in-depth conversation. I'm just talking right now because i'm in the mood and i was not in the mood the other day right but she was also in the mood to talk so then it became like this thing i don't know where she's from but it felt like i was talking to someone in the midwest where you're just kind of talking and yep looking out and just taking your sweet fucking time doing everything yeah i i will say there are a couple of those people at walgreens who it's like like me, I'm aware that there's people waiting and then they just want to continue the conversation for a couple more sentences and I'm like, I, I, okay, cool. Like, cool story. Right. Like, we, we can continue <laughs> this another time. It's all good. Like, thanks. Yeah. thanks. As, I, as I'm trying to, like, inch my way away from the cash register, like, right. I'm going now. And then there's a... Yeah, because, like, you can be keep... in the story and oh, then like... once you get the cue to wrap it up, like, okay, yep, wrap it up and going on with the rest of my day. But anytime I'm in that CVS, dude, that must be the worst CVS to work in because obviously we've had the conversation where all of the, a lot of the hired security, they're just observe and report. They can't do shit. They're not supposed to touch you. They're not supposed to grab like that. Anything. Anyway, because it's on Hollywood Boulevard, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of wayward individuals that make their way into the store and they're just always having to deal with shit. So many times in line, I'm standing in line because they, their eyes are to the entrance. I'm standing in line and I hear them yell at someone like, no, no, get out of here. You're not welcome back. We're calling the police. Get. So, you know, the familiar guy who's come in to steal stuff every now and then they lose less money hiring wimpy security and having stuff stolen, a certain amount yeah. of stuff stolen than they would if, than they would if they hired security that, was armed think about my, my sister and her her work uh when she was doing loss prevention at one of the clothing stores she was she was pretty hardcore she was she was on her game so even even if it was she she wasn't allowed to like chase them or anything like that but she always yeah. she always saw, saw the moment something w- was just off or uh suspicious looking and was at a very she saved the company a lot of money and then they let her go. At Hollister, when I worked at the one in Chicago, they had their own team. It was awesome. These two guys that worked there that uh, they would watch the cameras and they would like be dressed like regular customers. And then they would yeah. catch people who would be stealing. It was sweet because when I was working at the Hollister in Indianapolis, we didn't we had to do it ourselves, right? We had to – it was like, okay, cool. I don't have to ever watch for people that are stealing. Someone else is doing that. The only other thing that I'm worried about heading out to the East Coast, just on a random note, is mm-hmm. uh, the hurricane season. Because I don't know if you had heard from Ida that, you know, obviously a million people in Louisiana without power. But then it ended up coming up and smashing New York, New Jersey area. I will never want to deal with that ever again. The basement just flooding just a little bit or even the carpet just getting a little bit damp. I yeah. hate all of that. It's such a pain in the ass. And we had our... We had to rip carpet up eventually, but it's just one of those things that you never want to deal with. Just like 
one of the things I'll never deal with again either. Well, snow, so I don't really have to worry about that because I'm living out here. But <laughs> right. the driveway that we had, I mean, like if you were to own a brand new house, would you want to deal with flooding? Would you want to deal with shoveling a driveway that's, that's at an right, incline? Because your driveway goes right at an inc- goes down, slight yeah. incline. Like, just there's just so much stuff about being a homeowner that you don't want to fucking deal with. Yeah, yeah, there there are uh, certain issues, which actually brings me to another thing about home ownership or whatever. Uh, so we, for some reason, in the past couple of weeks, have been having is- issues with mice. First of all, uh, outside the cat, who's like 17 years old, has, I'd, I'd say at least once a week, probably twice a week, uh, we'll end up catching a mouse and bringing it up to the door. So in the morning, we're just going to have this dead mouse corpse. So what do you do with the, the mice? Does I'll just pick it up and throw it in the eat it? No, no. He he, uh-huh. he likes to play with them. He doesn't he doesn't devour. Um, he just he likes he likes the thrill of the hunt. And at seven, but he kills them, or they're still alive when he brings them to the oh, door. Oh no! Oh no! He he makes sure to take care of them, and then wants to show off his prize. It's like look at what Got I it. did, the kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah, we'll just normally just pick up the mouse and toss it into the neighbor's yard whatever give it they, they've got plenty of birds so give them give them an yeah. extra meal uh but indoors there have been a couple of mice as well and i don't know about you uh my parents well my brother ended up putting out one of those sticky things and it ended up catching a mice a mouse on it i don't know about you that it that just seems so cruel i and i'm like i i'm so resistant to killing like inhumanely killing pretty much any creature outside of like yeah. certain insects like mosquitoes and shit like that i i could give a crap about them but like mice like that if there's an opportunity to kind of release them in an area that's not near the house i feel like i would always prefer the more humane method if there's if there's not if there's not a need to take a life even if it's a mouse then i would i would prefer an alternative thing but we'd have mice growing up that was another thing i fucking hated you know <laughs> Because when it gets cold outside, they come into the house. They find their way into the house somehow. And that is just so much stuff that I never want to deal with again. But we always just had the tra- the ones that – the old-fashioned ones, like the ones you see in the cartoons with the metal bar that comes down and snaps and breaks their neck. Sorry. This is like – this turned a real fucking weird turn here talking about like death. Um and that, I think, is the best one if you're going to, you know, because you really, because honestly, honestly, like, this is a place of living. This is my living quarters. I'm not going to deal with, like, boom, you're gone. Lights out, right? But that's really the best one because it's so fast. But, yeah, the sticky one I don't like. And one time when I was living in Chicago, living in the unit that had gotten flooded once or twice also, I was playing hooky from work, and I saw a mouse. Now, I couldn't enjoy myself knowing there was a mouse in the apartment, and so I got a trap, and then I set it by where it was, and it didn't go in the trap, but it started walking in the living room, and then I dropped a plastic uh, container over it, a small plastic container, and trapped it, and then I slid the lid underneath it, clipped the container closed, walked down the street, a block and opened it up and let it out behind this dumpster. Nice. I felt really good because the trap that I got, I was oblivious to how it, I just like, Oh, mouse trap. 
I'll buy one of these. Completely unaware that the trap, you you wind it up, and when it goes in and it, like, steps on the trigger, it spins back, right? Because you wind it up. like you, Oh, And yeah. then it spins, but I think there's just a bunch of blades in there or something like that. Oh, my I think God. just, like... There's something fucked up like that. Yeah, so I always feel really good about preserving life (laughs) and releasing them in the wild. Yeah, there's a... Well, and the reason why I bring that up is because last night, uh, right behind this desk, there's a bunch of boxes with, like, really old papers and stuff like that that my parents have been going through while I've been away. And I it started like two days ago and I just heard this little yep and then yep. it would stop and then <laughs> and I'm like that's exactly what it sounds like I'm like no no oh for crying no, out loud because no. it's coming all the way in the back it's like uh, you know there's four big boxes like down like that and they go up so it's all the way back there there's no way that I can see it, but I'm like, th- that mouse is probably destroying so much paper right now. Like, <laughs> I really hope that there's not anything. The first valuable. time you hear the pitter patter, you're like, you you hear yeah. it, and you're and there's an opportunity still for it to not be true. You're like, did I really hear it? I thought it was I a bag of it? chips that like that I had next to me. And that then you hear it again. Bit. Yeah, you hear it for the second time, and that's confirmation. You think, no, it can't. It can't be. No, and you don't want it to be true, but deep down, you know. Uh, yeah, so as long as it stays back there for the next couple of days, I'm fine. Then my parents can do whatever the heck they want. The unit I lived in Chicago, in the garden unit, my buddy Chris and I, we didn't have any problems except for, like, there was some flooding, which sucked. But then we moved up to the second story of that house, and our friends moved into the unit that we used to live in. And sometimes I'd pass out on that couch. And hmm. when when we were living there... There was no rat. They, at some point, there was a rat that started living there, and uh, you could just, like, hear it. I never saw it except one time. And, dude, like, uh, it's just, ugh, fuck this. I don't even like thinking about it. But I was sleeping, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was on the couch, and then I got up to sit up. And so I sit up. And I hear this really loud scampering. Oh, my God. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I think it was like somewhere in my vicinity. And then I got up because I just woke up and I sat down. And then I could hear it run back to where it was. And that's why out here I I only see like lizards. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't – I see lizards and I see squirrels. And I think once or twice I saw a mouse, but seeing a mouse in the in the wild is way I freak out when I see mice indoors. I freak out. <laughs> I was just I just had a flashback to when you were you were in uh, New York City with me and we were just walking down the street around Times Square and all the rats just running back and forth that out was of the, so the, fucking the garbage. Gross. <laughs> I'm just it like, was so gross ah, because we're, we're walking and I hear like scuffling. And I see the trash. I see all the trash bags. And as we're walking by, I'm expecting to see somebody like lying down, like a homeless person lying down in the trash or sifting through trash or something. And then 
I turn and I see a rat and I'm like, gross. And then I move my head and I in front of, and I see another rat in front of me and I'm like, gross. And then I look, see somewhere else, another rat. And all of a sudden I see like six or seven rats in a few seconds. And I just, ugh, fuck that. That is so gross. A herd, a herd of rats or whatever they call it. Um, Gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I just small mammals don't. Yeah, don't really bother me. Aside from the whole disease thing, that's that's the only thing that freaks me out. I mean, I will say though, the one thing that I can't stand about critters inside, fucking ants. Oh my god! And they'll just pop up. Do you, you don't have ant issues in L.A., do you? I've, ha- I have not had any, but I've had them before when I was living home, and it sucks because. It's like, how do you, it's not like this thing that you can just trap. They have an agenda and you're like, okay, how do I distract them from what they're doing right now to bring the poison food back to the queen so I don't have to get rid of their dumb ass, so I can get rid of their dumb ass. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, and they, they have the pheromones too, so they always, they follow, like, even if it's just one fucking ant, they'll always find it's, the, like, a crew of them will always find its way back to wherever like a scrap of food might be. And then they just swarm. I just, that freaks me the hell out. I just can't. Some of them though, I've had them where I don't understand why I don't have any food in my room, but for some reason, like my room is part of, they go through my room or somewhere to get from where they are to where they need to be. And I can't figure it out. See, and yeah, those are annoying too. Part of the reason why when I was up in Minneapolis and got my apartment, I was like, he's like, would you prefer a first floor or a third floor? And I'm like, give me the, give me the higher up floor. He's like, well, it gets, it gets warmer up in the summer. I was like, I don't care, man. Like between potential for like flooding and ants and just safety in general and mice, like I'll, I'll take the higher up because uh, third floor was the top floor. It's like, okay. So, you know. It's very, very unlikely that they're going to find their way all the way up there. Yeah. I have this new painting I got to get up and show you real quick. Very scenic. It's a very, it's a very tropical vibe. Is that an island? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, so it's like a little island and the little boat off in the ocean. And the way that it's painted, for those that are listening, is, because <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about, you're kind of like 10 or 15 feet in the island, but there's a bunch of trees. So you're kind of like with the trees looking out at the ocean, which is really nice. But I got it because I went to Goodwill because I was looking for disco stuff for this disco roller skating thing that I went to, right? But I didn't find any disco stuff. But as soon as I walked into Goodwill and I saw that, I was like, I have to have it. Like it found me. And then I didn't bother getting any other stuff because they didn't have anything and it was whatever. And there was no price tag on it. And so I had to ask how much it was and they come back and like, it's nineteen ninety nine. Okay, cool. 20 bucks. And I just had a $20 bill in my wallet. I was like, okay, perfect. And so I grabbed it and I'm going to figure out where to put it up. But it was cool because it's like I almost didn't get it because I don't know why. I was like, oh, no, I you know need to get disco stuff. But I just listened to my intuition. I was like, nope, I'm just going to buy it right then and there. And it's just so, yeah, it's scenic and it's very soothing. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking too, yeah. It's a very, very peaceful thing. That's another question yeah. too, by the way. Um, and I don't know if you can see behind me. My grandmother actually. Painted oh, nice! This. Really? Did she learn from Bob Ross? Because that looks just like a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> no, I. She she actually was quite the artist. My sister has a couple of her her artwork in in her new apartment and stuff like that. And so, 
we were trying to figure out what to do with with some of the the older ones because this has just been sitting in storage for a while and mm -hmm. uh, the frame was all busted and stuff and so took the frame off and right now just uh once once i get my own place wherever that may be uh, i'll probably end up hanging that up but yeah dude nice. yeah i need to paint the frame or get a new one on this one over here but the other thing that i was going to say dude goodwill what a magical place you can find eh. well i, <laughs> I know it is I a good place but my entire apartment for like a hundred bucks from goodwill no you're you're right you you can get good stuff from goodwill it's just i don't like the feeling of being in the area where they have like the toys and appliances because it's just a bunch of junk it's just a bunch of fucking junk is what it is and it reminds me of like growing up when you know you have stuff in your house that clearly your parents have not used for 10 years or more and it's like why do we still have this it's like and that's why because it just feels like clutter and junk yeah that's why when i'm in that area i'm just like get me the fuck out of here i only like looking at the clothes because it just it throws it's just a weird energy it's like fuck this it is, it is a weird energy but yeah i mean for me furniture and the furniture is so cheap too uh i don't know if i if i had told you before my brother used to work at goodwill like Yes. Yeah, and and about his his exploits there. Yes. Yeah. His uh, his kleptomania side hustle that he had going on. <laughs> his side hustle. But no, I mean that's back because uh, I think it was a relatively new Goodwill that he started working at, and they had I mean they had like electronic equipment and like the newest iPads or the newest iPhone like little uh, iPod type things. So like you don't see that in a Goodwill anymore. Like some some high high class stuff where you could. I mean, in theory, it was only like half you gotta the be price. lucky. They're on the shelf for like ten seconds you, before someone buys it. Well, yeah, <laughs> or removes it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or well, and, you know, I'm sure there's all sorts of good stuff that get donated that never make it to the shelf. That's actually, yes, I think that is actually very accurate because Robert was saying that was just a thing that all the employees did. They scouted out the best stuff and they absolutely they would. I would too put it off into a location that no one else would be able to find. I would and, do the same thing. I would do the same thing, <laughs> for sure. Anyway, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think... I don't have anything I else. I think that's it. That concludes things for this episode of Stupid Thought. Until next time. Until next time.